Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Don't it up. If you love reality, this is Big Brother. I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. Five pumpkin. But you're a good. Every time go after Every you're going to love the Real House Husbands podcast. The Real House Husbands. The oh, Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Talking all things reality, both on screen and in real life. You will never believe what happened next. Because sometimes it's juicier. Who goes out of their way to go and say that to someone? Get ready, because it's about to get real in here. With your hosts, Tim and Rod. The mortalist of them all. Tim, Rod. You are the winners of the amazing Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Real House Husbands podcast. Yes, we're <laughs> back, back, back again. Yes. Today we are talking about the time we got in drag. It was the greatest night of our lives. We're RuPaul's Drag Race biggest fans. We've always wanted to do it. Yes. And when we did, it was incredible. I am obsessed with RuPaul's Down Under at the moment. Oh my God, yes. Their queens are incredible. My favourite would be Art Simone. Yes. Oh my God, she got the boot and then she came back. Yeah, yeah. crazy. She, she, twist. Ca- she should have come back, but... <laughs> How funny is all the iconic, like, lingo and slang that they use? That's everything. Oh, I'm just not sure if the rest of the world are ready for our humour. I just don't think people <laughs> are going to get Aussie humour. Well, coming up also later in the pod, we're talking to Jack Vigeon, who's not only a pop star, he's also a reality TV icon. And he's recently started doing drag just for fun. So we're going to chat to him about that. But first, we're going to spill the tea on the first time we did drag. Yes. Well, we've obviously been to a ton of different drag shows, but <laughs> Newcastle doesn't even have a gay bar. Like, Zero gay clubs. That's sad. Literally. But um, the Exchange Hotel, shout yes. out to the Exchange. <laughs> um, they hosted a drag show um, where it was a tribute show. There was a Britney, uh, Christina, and a Gwen Stefani. And it was the Gwen Stefani. Her name is Foxy Foe. She's actually a bio queen, which means... She has a vagina. She, she is so a woman who does drag. Fierce, mate. And we gravitated with her towards her right off the bat. We're like, this guy is fierce. We legit thought it was a dude. We're like, you were so polished. You were amazing. What's <laughs> your name, mate? And she's like, ah, Foxy, like I'm a chick. We're like, what? She has a vagina, full-blown chick who does drag, which made us love her even more. It was a really awkward conversation because we went up to her like, and we we're like, <laughs> like, oh, you're so fierce, queen. What's your, what's your name out of drag? And then she goes, Aaron. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> as in Aaron or yeah. Aaron. <laughs> She's so polished. The sad thing is she cops a lot of hate from people saying like, you're a chick, you can't do drag. But you know what? Stuff that. I, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you happy. And we reached out to her and we're like, you have to do us in drag. If anyone's going to make us look fantastic and yes. fabulous, it has to be Foxy. So we DM'd her and said, can you come down to our house? you got to do us in drag. And she said, I'll be there with bells on. Yeah. So it was in amongst COVID. So COVID had eased here in Australia. So don't come at us. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so there'd been like zero cases in Newcastle for a couple of months. <laughs> and we were like, 
we came down from Sydney because we were living in Sydney at the time or up from Sydney, I should say. Yeah. Um, and we actually went to Tim's mum's house. She was away for the weekend. So, we stayed at her house, oh, which my. is really ironic because we're getting in drag in your mum's house. But Foxy said to her, she's like, okay, before I come around, you got to let me know what stuff you want me to bring. Because obviously, we're using all of her drag goods, so her clothes, her wigs, her shoes. So she's like, what what kind of chicks do you want to look like? So we sat long and hard. And what did we come up come up with? We were like, we want to look slutty, but classy. We want to be like trashy ghetto <laughs> filth, but also like executive realness. Let's face it, it didn't take us long. She's like, what, you, what sort of drag queens? I'm like, stats. <laughs> <laughs> Make us whores, bitch. <laughs> but it, she rocked up with the coolest stuff, mate. I like the dresses that we could have only ever dreamed of. These crazy, outrageous drag queen Honestly. wigs, which were like, Everything. So I had the big um, purple one. You had the big purple one. And you one, had the yeah. big pink one. <laughs> what was, was your outfit again? Um, I had this like, it was almost like leather looking um, <gasps> yes. mini, mini dress thing. So like Catwoman slut. Yeah, like came straight across my boobies yes. um, and then literally just um, <laughs> just like covered my bussy. Oh, your balls were like hanging out. Because <laughs> we didn't tuck. Long story short, we did not tuck our balls and penis. So yours uh, was basically have, flapping around. We did have five pairs of pantyhose on, oh, which, which literally it was a cool night. I'm going to put it out there and it really flattened it downstairs. I, like, it looked like I just had a bit of a swollen vagina. Yeah. And we're like necking the drinks as well. So like five minutes in, we're like, we're going to piss, Foxy. Like we had like 15 pairs of stockings on. It was impossible. I think going to the toilet, you had to like basically like tug your penis out of the thing. I didn't like realize Literally, though, it was like painful to wee, but um, that's what we got there in the end. Yeah, Foxy was like, that's why like a lot of queens like um, will just do like shots because it's less liquid <laughs> and you still get as fucked up. But we wore like panties and bras. We stuffed our boobies. We had little fake boobies in. What else? We wore heels, but we, we cheated, I think, because we wore like these little like Bogan wedges, I guess you could call them. Yeah. So it was still a heel, but nothing like- I still thought it was fierce. <laughs> it just didn't make your ankles or feet hurt too bad. But um, long story short, we looked fantastic. And the feeling you got mm-hmm. slash you get when you're in drag is indescribable, mate. It feels yeah, so good. A hundred percent. Like literally we did our little reveal. We went into the bathroom and <laughs> we like closed our eyes and then we're like, three, two, one. And we're like, oh, oh my oh. God. But literally, it was like it was like another person. Like, yeah, like you hear the drag queens on RuPaul talk about it. Oh, sorry, I just like burped. <laughs> <laughs> let it out, girl. Let it out. Um, you like, yeah, hear the Ru- RuPaul drag queens talk about it all the time. That they're really insecure, yeah. um, don't have much confidence out of drag. But when you're in drag, like, oh, this little. In a slut, confident yes. beauty just comes out. And I was like, yeah. I felt like the fiercest whore ever. <laughs> like, honestly, I felt like a super superhuman, superhero. <laughs> it is honestly like I went, my, I guess we're pretty confident dudes, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think we're that overtly confident. When we were in drag, I felt like I could conquer the world. And 100%. all the confidence, all the sassiness, Everything was just like, yes, I can do this. I'm going to slay. And it was just, it was like a drug. It was like addictive. Yeah. It got to the end of the night and um, Foxy was like, um, like my mom's going to come and collect me soon. But like, <laughs> no! and I actually thought she was going to like, let us um, keep the wigs and, <laughs> and the costumes just for the night. But we were getting drunker and drunker. I do not blame her. Wigs are expensive oh. and she wasn't going to let these two trash whores like <laughs> keep, keep the wigs overnight. So she's like, um, I'll have to get the wigs back off. And I just felt like this like inner diva was like just yeah. escaping me. I took my wig off and I'm like, I don't want 
want to be a boy. <laughs> I wanted to tie Foxy up and throw her in a cupboard. Like, you are never leaving. What? She's never leaving. She's never taking these wigs. We're never getting out of drag. We need to get back into drag ASAP, mate, because honestly, if you've never done it before, you need to reach out to a local drag queen in your area. See if they can come around and put you in drag because you will not regret it. It was the greatest night ever. The next and time. when we were slaying, because we were putting songs on, oh, we yeah. were dancing around mum's house, slaying, slut dropping in the kitchen, twerking in the bathroom. Oh, we're walking up and down the Lip-sync hallway. Battles. Lip-sync battles. We were versing each other. You were pretty hard to beat, though. You were bumping and grinding. I was twerking like an absolute yeah. maniac. I was. I, I love Alyssa Edwards, so um, <gasps> I was Redina Edwards. Oh, and, and it was the peak of COVID, so I was COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> but you look so... What was your favourite... Let's go favourite of each one. I reckon your slutty lycra leopard... Wait, not leopard. Slutty lycra leather... <laughs> Mini skirt with the nuts hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the lip syncs. I was like slut dropping and they were like definitely right there. I had the most ratchet man walk, eh? Like- I was literally just about to say that. So we did this, we did this like um, pan back with the camera where one of us walked backwards, Bring filming the, the other runway, person. Runway. Yeah. Runway. That literally, runway. literally. And um, like I went first and I actually thought I was super fierce. Like I could walk the RuPaul's runway. Then it was Tim's, then it was Tim's turn and he was just so happy that he had this huge grin on his <laughs> and his walk has these big shoulders. He's like, huh, huh, huh. it was like Cameron Michaels out of drag. I look like this big bloke trying to, on the way to do a shit in the toilet. Like, I looked like I was constipated. I was just like stumbling along. I need what next time, what I've got to relax. Do I relax the hips? Just relax the booty. Let COVID 19 out, girl. <laughs> a few more tricks. Yeah, oh, no, we didn't need but, more of those. But we were, there was something about, obviously, I'm attracted to you as a man, but there was something about you in drag that was. Turning me on as well. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm like bisexual? Um, I don't know, but please don't leave me for a joke. <laughs> but long story short, you are hot as a dude. You are hot as a dude. You are hot as a dude and you are hot as a chick. Oh, so thank you. How well, good is that? If you actually want to see us in drag for the first time, go oh, to one of our God. permanent highlights on our Instagram at Tim and Rod. It's, it literally just says drag and you can watch our whole night. It gets pretty messy. Oh, my and God. And coming up very soon is Jack Vigeon and we're certainly asking him about his time in drag and it's going to be a fun, amazing chat. Yeah, so stay tuned. Jack Vigeon coming up next on the Real House Husband podcast. Yeah, baby. Oh. So our next guest is not only a pop star, but also a reality TV icon, best known for winning Australia's Got Talent as a teenager. Since taking the title, he's released multiple songs and albums. He has also been on The Voice Australia and appeared in The Jungle in our favourite show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Please welcome to the podcast, Jack, Jack Vision. Yes! Hi! There you go, hello, Jack. Hello, I am so well. How are you guys? We are excellent now that we're talking to you, Jack. You're a legend. You're an icon in our eyes. Yes. 
Oh, you're too sweet. <laughs> Jack, we are frothing that you have a new song coming out, Love Me Lonely, which comes out on the 4th. So yeah. when people are listening to this, it would already be out. So if you haven't heard it yet, go listen to Jack's new song, Love Me Lonely. We are obsessed with it. Is there going to be a music video? Oh, my God. So I'm trying to decide. Maybe you guys can help me decide because, like, I did a music video for my last song, Pray. Yes. And I enjoyed it. But I'm just like, do people want music videos these days? Do people like music videos? One word. Yes, they do. Last <laughs> <laughs> three really? words. Yeah. <laughs> Can we be in it with I'm, you? <laughs> oh, my God, of course. Absolutely. Just you have to strip off and just wear glitter. That's, that's <laughs> what we do every weekend. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, all, we'll all rock jack, jock straps, jack straps, <laughs> and jack cover straps. our stuff I love in that. glitter. Fuck yeah. We'll oh break God, the internet. That's going to be that's gonna be my new merch, jack straps. <laughs> yes, that's so good. We'll take 10. So where, yeah. where did this where did this new song where did, what's your inspiration behind this new song, Jack? Um, I mean, well, it is like it's a, it's a dance track because that's kind of been my life over the last five years in clubs. But yes. I, it, it really stems from quite a heavy place for me. Yeah, um, it's called "Love Me Lonely" and it's kind of it's just about this repeating life cycle that I've been stuck in for years and <laughs> have kind of felt like I've been a, bit of a slave to substances and alcohol and even though I've had the best time of my life partying kind of felt like I couldn't get out for a while yeah so it's kind of it's yeah it's 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 really about that and it's a little kind of insight I guess to my life over the years um and it's kind of it was almost like just a recurring nightmare that I couldn't wake up from but at the same time I was having so much fun so that's why they kind of marry together with the dance track and kind of the meaning behind it Um, but yeah I'm, I'm really I'm really happy with the song I love it it's, it's a fun one. I'm going to be singing it. At Puff, well, I'll, when this comes out, I'll have already performed it for my single launch on Saturday. Yes. And yeah, it's just a fun song but with, with some meaning. That's so good, mate. It is so damn catchy. Another song we're obsessed with was your song, Pray. The music video was everything. So amazing. So iconic. But did you receive you. much hate and backlash from Christian people? Because basically you're like licking crosses, twerking in church. We were living for it, but did you get some hate? <laughs> um. Definitely. I, I don't, I mean, I don't see it as hate because I understand where Christians are coming from in terms of like that. Like I grew up in church. I was a worship leader, a worship pastor. I was like Whoa. a youth minister. I was very involved until I was about 18 in church. Oh I was one of the leaders in church. And I mean, luckily I, to be honest, it was kind of an homage to my upbringing and I actually had a really positive experience even coming out everyone's been so supportive so I know that everyone's experience isn't like that um and I completely understand that and it can be for those people it can be a bit of a fuck you to the church but for me I don't know can I swear on here yeah of course you can <laughs> fuck you you can do you, do you know whose <laughs> podcast you're on <laughs> let it out girl amazing. let it out <laughs> amazing but for me it wasn't a fuck you it kind of looks like it which I don't really care like people can interpret it however they want um but it was kind of bringing that world of my past church life and my church now, which is the LGBTQI plus community. Yes. And, and, and yeah, just bringing those two together and yeah, it was a fun moment. That's so good. So like obviously you, um, pray, pray has a personal kind of meeting and homage to like your Christian upbringing and then Love Me Lonely is um, about everything you've been going through over the last few years and whatnot. Do you find yeah. that writing um, and singing and performing these songs is like therapeutic to you in a way? Definitely, definitely the writing process has been, I wrote, so I wrote Love Me Lonely about a week before I got sober um, and I've been sober, I haven't been sober long, I've been sober just over a couple months. Oh, that's um, so good. 
but it's it was almost if you listen to some of the lyrics in the song, um, which it'll be out by the time this is out, it it was kind of foreshadowing a, a few of the things that happened yeah. kind of the weekend the weekend after I wrote the song and after these things happened, I just went, no, no, this life isn't for me. I have to have to get out and. Yeah. I love that. Jack, thinking back, was there ever like a fucking rock bottom moment for you that you thought, nah, I cannot do this anymore. I've got to change my ways. Anything that sticks in your mind is just the severe bottom of it all? Severe bottom of it all. Great choice of words. I'm like, what exactly? What exactly are you asking me? Uh, he, he was like, he's like, so was it, was it, was it that game bang that you went to? <laughs> and what was the um, peak peak top for you? No, because no, we obviously look back and there's so many times that stick in your mind of when it was just it was just pretty bad. Like back in the day, we used to struggle with booze as well. Like, yeah, what sticks in your mind? Look, I, there's probably not many things I could say that would that would be. PG enough, um, but there's some, there was some pretty heavy shit that happened. Some really heavy shit that happened, Aww. and I, I got to a point. I mean, I wasn't sober when I released Prey, and wow. when I was getting to a I, when I was getting to that point of like, like this is becoming, this isn't just a weekend. It's trickling into my everyday life. Yes. Um. It's yeah. I just knew that things had to change, and it took a while. Like I. I went. I worked on myself last year. I went away to a little health retreat for a few weeks last year, and yes. and I actually really loved it. And it taught me about my own psychology, but it didn't get me sober. And um, I really had to come to that point within myself where I was ready. I think. I think I went. I think I went away to try and get healthy, just more for my family and my friends who I didn't want to disappoint anymore and let down because they love obviously care about me so much, but. I had to get to that point within myself where I felt like I was ready. Oh, that's, that's I'm, so I'm good. thankful to be in that place. And like I was, I was just about to say, you sound like you're in a really good place now, but do you still have your own um, little demons, poke the heads up uh, on a daily basis and try and tear you back down? Is it like a daily struggle for you now? Um, I'll be completely honest. It's actually really not a daily struggle. It's just, I don't know what it's been. There's, there's just been a shift in my life. That's so and good. I'm such an advocate for therapy. I've been doing this like, um, therapy, which kind of, I probably sound like an absolute nut job talking about it, but it's, it, it, it mixes like cognitive therapy with like all about energy manifestation. And I've just come to a place in my life where I'm actually not having to wake up and struggle with those demons each day, which is, it's so nice. That's yeah. amazing, Jack. And you probably think you don't know us from a bar or so, but mate, honestly, we're friends now. So if you ever need anyone to chat to, you got our number, buzz us whenever you want. We're always going to be there for you. Okay, so he says he loves therapy. He doesn't need another therapy session. <laughs> oh, no, same, same to you guys. I'm here as well. Thank you. Jack, I'm going to segue it now. You obviously won Australia's Got Talent when you were very young. This sounds a bit ridiculous, but I want to know, when your balls dropped, did that negatively change your voice or did it, like, work in your favour? Oh, fuck no. I lost my voice completely. Really? I stopped singing. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, my I, balls I, dropped. I, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, I just, I, I didn't like my voice because I was so familiar with my voice. I knew how to use it. And then when I lost my, when my voice broke, I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I, <laughs> I know. So I had to like retrain for years. Whoa. But, oh but I mean, I, 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 I quit singing like anyway. So it kind of gave me the time to just work on my voice again over the years. But yeah. Yeah, I just, I was also, I was recording an album, my, like my second album through my voice break as well, which is, I think was very healthy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then like, so obviously you like were, you kind of like had this big 
spotlight on you from a very young age. Did that, how did that affect you? Like, were you, did you have to like pull out of school and get homeschooled or did you go to school and everyone was just like all over you? Like what was, what was the guy there? It was very strange because I was bullied in school. I was really not nowhere near the popular kid. And as soon as, soon as, um, Australia's Got Talent started happening, it was absolute opposite, but it was just very strange. And I actually didn't like going to school and everyone wearing a piece of you because it was just obviously so fake. And even at that age, you can kind of smell it from a mile away. Yeah, and, yeah. But, but even for just kind of the conditions itself, I I stopped school. I started doing homeschooling like about three months after Australia's Got Talent aired because I was signed to Sony straight away. Before the show was wow. over, I was signed to Sony and recording my album. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. I bet you all those bullies are looking at you now thinking, oh, my God, this guy is slaying. <laughs> you're just you're killing it, mate. But I want to know, when did you sort of know you were gay? Like, looking back on our lives, there were key moments that we think, fuck, yeah, we're 100% gay. Was it early yeah. or later in your life that you had that realisation? I'm, I don't think I had the realisation early that I was gay, definitely that I was attracted to guys, but I think obviously like mixed with just social norms or what social norms were more yeah. so um, and being a part of church, like I just was questioning what that attraction meant for a long time. I mean, I had a girlfriend when I was 18, 19 years old. No way. Um, it's iconic. Yeah. I, yeah. Can, I can fully relate to that, Jack, because um, I had a like, very Christian upbringing and went to a Christian school. I was a youth leader and everything like that. And I used, yeah. used to like, no word of a lie, I used to go to bed each night and pray that God would heal me and that I would wake up without having that attraction to, yes. to men anymore. So like, yeah, I completely get it. Yeah. It's like full on. And it's really, it's so, it's so hard for any um, young person going through like church and being brought up that way to believe that you're going to go to hell and that it's a sin to be who Completely. you are. Yeah. So um, I commend you And I think it, it. Like, you don't know how much it affects you later in life as well. I mean, like, people go their whole lives, even if they come out, still having that deep-rooted belief that it's wrong because yeah. of how they've grown up. It's so sad. And, as, like, I'm fortunate that I, I don't feel that anymore and I, I feel set free from that yeah. belief and kind of systematic situation. But... Yeah, it's hard. Fucking oh my hard. God. Jack, when you were with the girl, your girlfriend at 18 or 19, when you were with her sexually, were you thinking of a guy? Like, because I know I used to do that back in the day. <laughs> to be honest, we never had sex because it was a really Christian relationship. Oh, my <laughs> so I cute. know. So it worked out. It worked out fine for me. You were like, yes. <laughs> like, I'm saving myself for marriage. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. But what do exactly. you look for in a dude, um, Jack? What sort of turns you on in terms of like a male partner? Do you like dreads? Do you like bald heads? Do you like beards? Like, what do you froth on? It's a really good question. I don't know. I'm. I feel like I for years I had a type, yeah. and I just don't really have a type. I mean, I just have to be obviously like attracted to them. Yeah. But I've. You know, like people like message you saying you top or bottom. My thing is, if you have to be on top of your bills and getting to the bottom of your chart, it's top. That needs to be on a shirt. That is everything. <laughs> Put that on your jack strap. <laughs> I, I saw a TikTok of it and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to use that. Absolutely. <laughs> so Honestly, that's going to be the title of your next album. That's everything. Yeah, top of bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, recently you got into drag and the whole world was like, oh, my God, you look oh, incredible. I nearly dropped my phone. I was living for it. <laughs> Literally, you you look so bloody beautiful yes. in drag. Um, Thank but, you. Um, like, I guess 
has that been something you've always wanted to do? And would you do it again? Like, and and kind of go down that path in like a professional professional way because yes. you're polished as hell. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. I definitely I don't think so in a pro, in a um, professional way. It's just I was just something I wanted to do for years for fun. Like I like growing up when I came out at 19. Like that was when I hit Oxford Street and like I would start going to drag shows and yeah. Like I've I've absolutely love like the Queens and Down Under right now. Like I've I've known like. Maxie and Coco over the years and yes. I've uh, always, always wanted to try it. One of the queens in Sydney, Hannah Condor, she painted me for the first time for like a, a drag podcast that I did and then my housemate, um, who's, his name's Brandon, it's by Brandon on social media, he's like a content creator online yes. and he's like incredible makeup and he did my face and yeah, it was just super fun. I'd for sure do it again but just like, just for fun. That's so good, Jack. Because on the pod uh, this week, we were talking about the time when we got in drag and how amazing it was. It was just so liberating. feeling. So empowering. Feeling. We didn't want to ever take it off. The, the drag queen who did us up is like, I'm going to go home now, take the wig off. We're like, fuck no, we're never taking this off. <laughs> oh, my God. But, Jenny, were you wearing heels? I died. I went to Puff Duff for about an hour. <laughs> and then at 11 at 11 a.m., I got an Oh, God, not 11 a.m. 11 p.m. 11 a.m. <laughs> I was going to say, you were doing pretty well to go to 11 a.m. <laughs> 11 p.m. I, like, had to go home because the heels were uh, We did kind of me. treat because we got, like, our heels were, like, kind of thick. It was almost like a wedge heel because we're like, <laughs> no, nah, like, I can't handle That's it. That's smart. Yes. Well, That's because smart. one Mardi Gras, a couple of Mardi Gras ago, um, I went to Mardi Gras in, um, in heels and my feet hurt for three days afterwards. It was the worst thing ever. Jack, oh, did you tuck though? Way. Did you fully commit and tuck? No, I didn't because I had this skirt on, which just like, I don't even know what the material was, but it was like a kind of a gladiator, almost like Ariana Grande. Yeah. Like, um, what's that song? Break Free oh, like outfit. Yeah. Like it was kind of, I didn't have to. So like it was all hanging out, which was fine. Oh my God. I don't think I, I don't think I wore underpants though. I, I was like <laughs> in a rush for like, because I went into Tyler Jackie O in drag and I forgot to wear underwear. And I was like, Fuck, holy shit, I need to keep my legs closed. I was going to say, Jackie would have loved it. Yeah. Well, you looked absolutely yeah. drop-dead gorgeous. You're a good-looking dude, but as a chick, you're just absolutely stunning. So you got to do more of it. We live <laughs> for it. No, it's super fun. I need to. Um, you got on one of our favourite shows yes. of all time. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Fucking iconic. Had that been like kind of career goals for you? <laughs> look, look, the conversation of doing it came up years ago, and it's kind of been a conversation – over the years and like it just it kind of felt right this year I, it, it really I honestly I loved it it's fucking hard yeah. because you're just starving constantly and <laughs> the, the, tr- the trials weren't even the worst of it it's just the constant starvation and like when you're not doing a trial you can be in the camp doing nothing for five days oh my so it's just God. like what? it's just a bit bizarre but like honestly I'm so happy I did it like I think it, I was so happy that people could get to know my personality for me and oh, yeah. it was just and not just kind of snippets from a singing show or whatever so no, I'm really grateful that I got to do it you were honestly so likable on it mate and I want to know who was your favourite and least favourite person in camp was there anyone that sticks out as taking the title of those two things <sighs> favourite and least favourite first of all I don't have a least favourite <laughs> yes they're all pretty cool no, everyone, everyone has everyone, a least favourite everyone <laughs> that's really? so there's good there's not really people there's only people I connected with the less but like I absolutely love Paulini, Abby, Jess, yes. Tony. I mean, I always get along with the girls the most. Like you guys know. Like yes. we get along with the girls. Um, but but yeah, no, it, everyone was really great. Everyone got along so well. I think it was the producers told us that like it was the most well casted 
group of people in terms of like our like how we bounced off each other and the conversations we had and yeah. just how much we all liked each other, which was I'm so happy I was in that season because I I feel like as well they showed I didn't I didn't like arc up at, like much at all and like that is a big side to me I can get pretty like <laughs> if someone if someone pisses me off I like stand up for myself in a big way yes. and then probably then they like bend some so I'm glad that it was like a good group of people because if it was like a big brother situation where there was just <laughs> shit <laughs> in it <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe the therapy is really helping you Jay <laughs> yeah exactly well next exactly. show you get on you're going to kick off every episode we want to see that <laughs> I know. <laughs> but what was the what was the hardest challenge that you had to do? Was it would it be like one of like the Tucker trials or whatever they call it? Um, look, the ice bucket challenge. Did you guys see that one? <gasps> yeah, we watched it all. Was that where Abby was dunking you? No. Oh, you were dunking that, Abby or something. That I was. I was. That was another trial. But I was in this like we were, there was like five of us in these tubs of ice water that was like <gasps> four degrees with ice in it that wasn't even melting, and we had to dive down and pump this thing to fill up a cylinder <laughs> with stars and like it's the whole situation but it was fucked so like the paramedics like <laughs> came like came creeping in and like I was like wrapped in fucking tin, tin foil I was going into a fucking hypothermia <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> say, after this podcast you're going to have a whole line of um of merch just with your one line it's just from this podcast alone <laughs> that's so good Jack well we want to know Jack because like in a nutshell we got Botox a few months back and we are obsessed like I'm going to be getting oh my god I got filler I got, I got filler this morning <laughs> <laughs> no way where what part of your face I got it in my, um, there's like a little crease, which I don't really mind, but I, so I, I was like, I might as well. I got it like in like on my chin. Oh. Hard to explain. But, but yeah, I really like it. It That's was only like so very, good. very subtle. I'm trying to go the more, I've gotten so much shit over the years. For getting shit. So I'm going the more subtle route at the moment. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm such a big fan of Botox as well. I got, I got it like a week ago. My whole face is frozen. That's so <laughs> good, mate. That's absolute goals. We want to know, is there any like cosmetic procedure that is, a, like a dream for you that you want to get one day that you obviously haven't gotten yet, but it's just absolute goals. Like, I don't uh, know, like maybe arse implants or fucking, well, we're looking at these things online. You can get like fake abs put in. We want to get that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh totally. Well, I, that's the thing for like for years, I was looking at all of those things. I was looking at like a BBL and all this shit, but then I just like, no, Jack, get off your fucking ass and go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you're looking incredible. Next time we come down to Sydney get Botox, you've got to come with us. Oh, absolutely. I'll come. So I'll be- get everything done. Get <laughs> like being um, obviously like um, music star, you've been on multiple TV shows and whatnot um, and openly gay. Do you get many um, people reach out to you um, both positively and negatively um, on social media about you being openly gay? Um, I do. But like to, to be honest, those are the things like, – in the negative way, that's the thing that affects me most because I'm just like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 when, it's, when it's positive, it's one of the most beautiful things, that like yeah. messages that I receive. Like it's, I get the most lengthy, gorgeous, like heart-filled messages from mums that have queer children, from kids that aren't out and just different people in the community and people that, that aren't as well that are just super supportive and – it's just, it's such an affirmation that I'm in the right place. That's amazing, Jack. You're honestly changing the world. Are you getting arrested? What's going on there? <laughs> what? We can hear sirens. Something's going off. Jack, I want to. <laughs> I want to segue. This is so random, but this I want to know because when I was first with a guy, my first sexual experience with a guy, I felt so liberated and free. 
Did you have that same sort of realization when you were first with a dude? Like, does it stick in your mind just engraved forever? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love the silence before that. Because I remember I was like break free. Like I had broken free. I was like, this feels right. I'm never being with a chick again. This has me written all over it. Was that you as well? I'm trying to remember my first time. (laughs) (laughs) There's been that many, has there? (laughs) That's so good. Oh, my gosh. Um, You know what? My first moment like that was probably sex with my ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. The first time time we had sex or, yeah. It was just magical. that That was yeah, it was really nice, and it was the first time it was more than just sex. Yes, Aww. honestly, anyone out there that's like looking for their like Mister Right or whatever, <laughs> sex is so much better when you have a connection with yes. them, like a love connection. It is love making at its core, isn't it? Like that's when it's good. <laughs> oh, this, this, this episode's gone on a different tangent now, hasn't it? <laughs> I know. I feel like we're like sex therapists. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Jack, you should do Married at First Sight. There's your next show. Would you ever do that? Um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like, not for the right paycheck. I love, I love watching it, but I just, I could not, I could not. Yeah. Maybe, oh. I, maybe I could. Who knows? <laughs> oh, the ama- you should do the Amazing Race with Abby. That'd be iconic. You and Abby as a oh team, God. I would watch that shit. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> well, what else is next for Jack? You got your new song out. Is there an album coming? Is there more music videos? When are you dropping yeah, your I Jack mean- straps? I know. I think that's probably going to have to be the next thing. Is the yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just releasing songs. I mean, I'm independent, so I've got the creative freedom to do what I want to do. And like, people always ask me, like, why do you do so many shows? And I'm like, I'm independent, and it's fun for me being able to be free creatively. <laughs> so, so, so it's so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to release songs, do shows, and I mean, I'm not out here trying to be the biggest thing in the world. Like, I I had some crazy stuff happen when I was 14 on the show, got talent and. I had a taste of it and I, I stepped away for ages and now I'm just enjoying like being free creatively and doing what I want to do and releasing music that is healing for me and potentially for others and I'm enjoying life. That yes. is so good. We are such an so inspiration, Jack, and yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If you want to follow Jack on Instagram, it's jack.vigin and his song, By the Time This Podcast Comes Out, Love Me Lonely, is out now and it's a banger, so go and listen to it. <laughs> well, Jack, we've honestly been following you for years and it gives us life that you can just tell now in all the things you're doing, you are truly being yourself, which takes balls, it takes courage, and we are so proud of you, mate. Keep slaying the game because we are frothing thank on you. it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No No worries, worries. Jack. Have the best day, legend. You too. See you, Jack. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey. 
Jack Vigen is a bloody legend. Oh, Absolute icon. trooper. Like, seriously. Yes. The stuff, like, that he was talking about that he's gone through um, with, like, um, substance abuse and yeah. the things that he's had to deal with with fame and the struggles that he's gone through. Like, I feel actually really touched. And I kind of want to just put it out there that if there is someone out there struggling, like, look to people like Jack Vigen as, yes. as someone to, to just look up to and know that things will get better. You just got to put things in place to better yourself, step out of your comfort zone. Things are going to get better. And I'm obsessed with Jack. A hundred percent. What gives me life about Jack is he, mate, got thrown into the spotlight when he was what, 11 or 12. So we've come off the back of the race as full blown grown men. Like, and we cop hate and that was a struggle in itself. So for someone like Jack to be such a public figure at such a young age, and he obviously would have caught backlash, uh-huh. especially when he came out as well, got in backlash, he's still very young. So yeah. the fact that he's overcome that and he's such a legend, nice dude. Mate, he can pat himself on the back. Yeah. And he is so goddamn talented. We were listening to his voice audition the other day. Yes. Honestly, we got full body goosebumps, internal chills left, right, and center. Yeah, we'll throw it up on our on oh. Insta story or something. Could, so you imagine being, could you imagine being able to sing like that? Oh, my god. I would never stop singing. Everywhere I went, I would can sing. <laughs> just sing. Just sing instead of talk. <laughs> They'd be like, shut up and talk. I'm like, no, I'm singing, baby. Yes. But um, make sure you're following Jack on Instagram, jack.vigin. Um, he's a legend. Um, you can go back and listen to his song Pray and yes. his brand new song, which is out now. It just came out on Friday. And see if you can find on his Insta page when he did drag because he looks so goddamn so good. beautiful. Next time Foxy does us up, I'm going to take Jack's photo and be like, make us look like look this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think the beards might be a little bit difficult. We oh, have to get rid of them again. I'll never shave my beard ever again. <laughs> i got so many ingrains when, ingrains when we did that, but... Thanks, guys, for stopping in on another podcast episode. We had so much fun. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time on The Real House Husbands Podcast. Yes. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. It's time to go. Thanks for listening to The Real House Husbands Podcast. Bye, pumpkin. Keep up to date with at Tim and Rod on Instagram. Doing what we love to do the most. And subscribe so you don't miss the next episode.